and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Livy, and I am here with the wonderful Adelaide. And today we're going to be talking about something that despite one of my only personality traits, which is loving Tom Holland, uh, despite that being one of the biggest things about me, and if you've listened to the show before, you know this, uh, we covered a movie that he was in um, today, or or for this week, that I had yet to see. Uh, The good movie movie he was in this year. The Devil All the Time was fantastic. Having not seen The Devil All the Time. (laughs) I think once you see The Devil All the Time, you'll change your mind. It's not... so. Before we get any further, the movie we talked about uh, th- that we will be talking about in this episode is Onward, the Pixar 2020 film. I think was it the first movie that they did this year? I guess the only because they kind of yeah. We, well, the other one was supposed but... to be Ray and the Last Dragon, and they got pushed to. Oh, year. did it really? What about Jazz? Wasn't that a Pixar situation? Oh, you mean Soul? Sorry, no, Soul. Was, yes. Was. Oh, it's about Jazz. Good God. Yeah, I'm, no, bad Soul... at... I'm sorry. It's 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 uh, the animated Damien Chazelle movie. Uh, yeah. th- no, that yeah. was that was a joke. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you're you're getting me with all these jokes today, and they're just going right it's over okay. my just head. Sarca- sarcasm is not one of the one, one, one of the acquired skills here on Real Talk. That's coming Help, out on Christmas, but... and I'll happily double feature that with Mank next month. Yeah. But no, yeah. So, Onward came out back in February. Actually, it was the last movie I saw in theaters, and then really? Rona hit. Yeah. Oh no! Yes, no. It did make it to theaters, didn't it? But then they also did the the streaming release. I they think they did it streaming like a month later. Like yeah, actually, well, yeah. my my friend's other YouTube channel, it was like, okay, now it's on Disney Plus. Let's do a watch long of it, and they just cried mm-hmm. for twenty minutes, and it was great. Oh, oh fucking honestly. Well, so I know I remember though seeing it on Amazon Prime, kind of in. I guess you're right. Like, but that's about a month after. It was like April. They put it out kind of like they did with others, like the theater at home. Yeah. Situation. Oh, yeah, so it was like Invisible Man, Bloodshot, shit like yeah. that. Like yeah, that yeah, was yeah, like yeah. twenty bucks mm-hmm. or thirty bucks, mm-hmm. whatever it was on streaming like a month later yes. and we're like this we're yes. cool we vibe with that we understand oh yeah no we get it you want to make that yeah. money we want you to make that money if you're putting out good shit it's, it's what, great what onward did is they just they put it out on Disney plus like hey get to, get to our platform and now they're mm-hmm. gonna do that with mulan well they did it with mulan they're gonna do it with soul they again later but they but did it with like, mulan didn't they make you pay for mulan oh no, that's what they I made you say, pay like yeah. yeah yeah mulan was 30 is, bucks and oh soul will be the same thing soul will be 30 bucks on christmas when it comes out yeah which and don't get me wrong, I'm fine. buying soul 30 bucks immediately on the spot. <laughs> Instantly charged to the card. It was oh, it man. was my second most anticipated of this year behind Dune. Really? Fucking Dune's oh, gone. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no. Now Dune's gone. Well, so here's here's the fun oh, thing. No. We're totally distracting from onward. It's fine, it's fine. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> I remember in high school I was going to like a Shakespeare festival. And yeah. it was in Utah, so it was just like I was just so out of my element. And then the first trailer for La La Land came out. And when I tell you, I watched it six times in one day, found the song, pirated the song, downloaded it onto my my phone. Yep. City of Stars? Yes. Ah, Oh, my God. One of my favorite trailers of all time. I did the same thing for Soul. I woke up, watched it, it's here. I watched it, loved it, watched it three more times later that day. I am in love with it. The trailer, I'll have to do. I know. I'm. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. It, I'm. I'm pulling this up after the episode so you can watch. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I please. Please do. I. I need to see this. Uh, yeah. But back to onward. Onward to onward, if you will. Um. Yeah. No. So I watched it for the for the. Please laugh because it's. <laughs> if you don't know, one else will. Um. I watched this movie for the first time yesterday because I, listen, I'm guilty. I am afraid of emotion. Like I was going to say, despite being Tom Holland trash number one, I had a few friends who had gone to see the movie before me and were like, Livy, this is the saddest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like this, this made me cry. I mean, it's not yeah. sad. It's just this kind of like. Livy, who's ooh, afraid of emotion, yeah, has rewatched Avengers Infinity War five too many times. Yeah. And cried on air about everything. I've, I've only seen Avengers uh, Endgame three times. I can't bring myself to watch it anymore. Like, I've, I can't. I can't do it. Even I think all cried out, I may be desensitized. I possibly, I think I may be desensitized because I'm kind of at the point of grief where I'm, like, looking at funny pictures of memes that people have made of Tony Stark's, like, charred body and kind of being like, <laughs> yeah, he's dead. But, you that's know, fair. he's not dead in fan fiction. So that's where it counts. Oh, I'm the same that's way with, I think, I think before with, like, with La La Land. Where uh-huh. I just watched it for like the seventh time recently. Yeah, <laughs> and I never rewatch my, my rewatch movies, and I was so numb to the experience. Like I still loved it. I can feel really? the joy I had. 
but it all just felt muted. Like it was it was behind a layer of gray. Oh, like, no. I should not be rewatching movies that much. You're like, I should be taking a break with this. Oh man. Yeah. Well, um, continuing uh, with onward, I think that um, I, I'm I'm glad that I guess I got over this fear of emotion uh, because this was an amazing movie. I wish I would have experienced it with people in a theater. Unfortunately, that's just not how it worked out. But I think, you know, like chilling in my room on my computer was a good, it was still a good time. And I think that's one of the great things about this movie is that I feel like it's just a nice, it's 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 a nice, funny Pixar movie. And I'm not, uh, I have I said this before on a past episode, I probably, but I'm not the biggest fan of Disney and saying that, that doesn't mean that I don't like Disney. I just don't get as, I know, I'm sorry. I just don't get as into it as others do. I'm not first in line for the Pixar releases. I'm not this and that, uh, which is, you know, just please just don't come to my house with stones and fire and pickaxes. Um, no promises. Just, I know I understand. I completely understand because Disney is something that I think is so special to so many people. Uh, and that's, it's important. It's just, yeah. it's just the same way that Marvel is so important to me. Disney and and I understand that and that's kind of a, you know why I just kind of say there's nothing wrong with liking Disney it's just not my cup of tea however yeah. on I every time I see you know a Disney Pixar movie I enjoy it I really yeah. do you know well, and I think that's what we, happened with this one we come from such different worlds because I know like <laughs> if if I didn't like and I was like attached to movies from a very young age and my and my parents yeah. will always defend that oh, yeah. if I oh, yeah. if movies weren't my thing I would be one of the people who would like on Tinder be like take me to Disneyland Disney would be my personality. <laughs> I grew up. You'd be a it. Disney it was, adult. Yeah, no, exactly. It, it was oh, my everything. Man. I had a season pass when I was younger. Before now, it's wow. way too fucking expensive. Did you grow up in California? Yeah, I, I was. I'm like, I was, I'm like an hour away from it. So like, see, I've only been to Disneyland once as a 15 year old. Oh my god. So yeah, I'm. I just. I guess that's kind of like I grew up with the movies. Yeah. But I didn't grow up with the magic of going to Disneyland or Disney World every year on a family fun vacation, uh, which I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of jealous of. I love roller coasters, and that's kind of the only yeah. reason why. But you know, Dis I, Disneyland you know? isn't like meant for roller coasters. Like you go to like to like knots or Six Flags or something because like the best oh, they have yeah. is like Space Mountain, which is fucking great. But it's not. I don't get to go on Space Mountain. Oh my god. I know it's kind of a mess. I'm kind just come out California, mess. Judgment Disneyland when it's barely open. That's it. Uh, no, that's what I'm gonna do when Marvel Land happens, when the Avengers Academy campus happens. Uh, hell yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I the name of it. <laughs> of course I do. Well, because because my favorite, one of my favorite lesser known Marvel characters is gonna be a character there, and it's Harley Keener, the boy that was in Iron Man three. Mm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Like, the guy who was in Endgame, everyone was like, "Who the fuck is that kid?" Oh, I knew exactly who it was because I was quoting so me but watching the movie for the first time in theaters. I was, it, on the other hand, I was there like it's Harley, it's Harley, and all my friends were like, "Who the fuck is that?" I'm like, "Shut up, it's Harley," and he didn't oh, say no. anything, but I was. So I'm, like, I'm oh. in. I am in mid sob. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I was in mid sob, and then I was like, "Wait, he's fucking here!" Like, oh god, that was, that was the light ray of light in that depressing, depressing moment. Um. But yeah, no, he's gonna be there, and he's gonna—he's gonna. I think he's gonna be teaming up with Spider-Man, and so I think that's why I'm—I'm I'm pumped. Goodness gracious, we are just full of tangents today, but you know, so that's that's what we do. In, Livy, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Onward? My thoughts on Onward is that it definitely, I think, exceeded expectations. I all this always happens to me whenever I go to movies. I don't, and and that's not to say that I didn't have a good expectation for this movie. Um, I just, I, I. I thought it was going to be one thing and it became another, um, you know, because from what I had heard from and seen from trailers and seen from because I obviously watched all of the interviews um, with Tom whenever they came out before the movie yeah. came out um, and watched the premiere and everything. because He was there. I had to see him. But I I was afraid at first, I think, because a lot of what I saw, especially Tom Holland talking about was, you know, it's this world that has become you know, overrun with technology as opposed to magic and whatnot. And that's only part of the story. And I was worried that it was going to be one of those like criticisms um, on like the teens are on their phones too like, much. Like one of those boomer, like back in my day exactly. when things weren't so like old man yells at cloud, like we get off your phone, <laughs> you know, stupid like yeah. that. Um, and it, it wasn't, it was just kind of this, uh, it was, it's almost like those memes that you see that are like, um shun modernity embrace um oh what's the word embrace uh red 
tradition. Yeah, some, something along that line. I'll have to look that up later. It's on Twitter. It's used as a meme to make fun of people who, you know, are like, you know, get off your phones, you stupid teens. But uh, it definitely wasn't that. It was just this kind of like, you know, live. We we all grow and we all uh, become better versions of ourselves and better versions of society. But at the same time, it's okay to look back on the past and respect it for what it was and appreciate it. And then you throw in, you know, the daddy. It, it's not, it's not daddy issues. It's just, yes, this, it is. It's, it's okay. It's daddy issues, but it's also an appreciation of family in itself. If, so. if I pitched to you, Tom Holland is an elf with daddy issues. Would that just be enough to sell you on the movie? I mean, it, yeah. I mean, <laughs> to be to be honest, it did until my friend told me that it was extremely sad, and she cried about it. And I was like, "Well, what yeah. am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know why I'm this way. So, I can watch so many other things without I don't know, being yeah. a pussy about it." <laughs> I, I want to get back to your thoughts on the end later. So I'll say number one: always remember this show is a spoiler show. Yes, if you have not seen the movie. Pause so watch it. Don't delete this. Watch back again later. And then watch yes. the movie. Because number one, uh, hot, surprising, uh, I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so we and Lee both endorsed it. I liked it. So, yeah. so again, this is, this is my second time watching it. Again, I watched it in theaters. My last thing I watched for quarantine. Love it. And I really liked it then. I liked it less now. Only because, oh, yeah. and again, I'm, like I mentioned this earlier with La La Land. Yeah. I just uh, have a hard time rewatching things. Like I knew all of the beats going in. I like I I only didn't know like small things. And I showed this to Olivia earlier. Uh, in in <laughs> the, in the mom's phone, she calls uh, Cole Bronco her main man. M A N E. I'm like that's M-A-N-E. good. That's really good. And literally um, like that. Like, I like picking up on that. But the overall plot, I'm like okay. Da, 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 da. But I could still acknowledge how well put together the movie was. Oh yeah. And I think its reveal is. Really good. And, and another small note. Again, spoilers. Sorry. Um, when Ian realizes like Barley's a father figure, father figure he needs, mm, he changed. Yeah. He has like the four point thing on his pen, and he changes the color. It's like, wait, this is a new situation, and it's so subtle. Oh, I loved so his multicolored nice. pen. He's so. I just. So, uh, he's a I fucking how, nerd, and it's. Great. I love. And here we go. Here we. Tom Holland rant number one. Let's keep a counter. <laughs> I love how Tom Holland can play the same character while making it different uh it's just it's just this i mean people i think one of the biggest criticisms people had about this movie at least i'm on tom holland stand twitter you can't find me there but you know like i saw all of these other accounts being like he's just playing peter parker again he's just this he's just that and it's kind of like on the outside yeah i mean obviously they modeled the fucking elf guy after tom holland and how he you know looks he's got big ears he's got you know i don't know he's it's obviously they're gonna look similar because it's played by the same person and they will sound similar however tom holland is a scrawny awkward white boy ian is a a (laughs) scrawny awkward elf boy boy. um you know and so it's like you can easily say that he was typecast as this role and that is a fair assumption however like you look into it and ian has trouble connecting to other people, but at the same time, Peter Parker is confident enough to go out and be a superhero every night, and he has friends, and he, and so there's just, I mean, not, this isn't a show where we talk about, you know, similarities and differences in Tom Holland's characters, but I think that it's kind of an unfair assumption, I guess, to, to make when people say that Tom Holland just plays the same, you know, goofy, lanky, awkward, you know, white American teen, or I guess, wherever onward takes place um but i i just i think that overall the movie uh just has these sweet mo i don't know i don't know how to explain it just it's it's so feel good but at the same time it it hurts a it, it hurts a little I, bit i I, w- I would argue and this goes back um, to like yeah. a vague memory of when the movie first came out mm-hmm. is the director dan scamlin like yes. he understands the story i think he has said something about how like he it's, he wrote without father or something as well, but it's well, it's just this this honesty of like it doesn't all need to be sunshine and rainbows and it doesn't all have to be like this picturesque scenario. Even though his mom is handling things really well and she has a boyfriend, things are going well. 
not having a dad fundamentally changes how Ian perceived the world. And you can see that with his, with his interaction with other students. Like mm-hmm. so much of that is important. So much of the have, him having a dad is important mm-hmm. to who he would become. Without it, it, he doesn't know how to act. And I think that's what I think where a lot of the moments come from. I mentioned mm-hmm. before with like his relationship with Barley and that sort of revelation. But right. when your entire movie hinges on making sure these characters act as they would, it takes like a really deft and a smart hand from a director and a writing standpoint to do that. And Scanlon, as well as the other writers who I don't have written down, mm-hmm. all did a great job at finding that emotion. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, definitely. And I think it's because, I mean, that story is so personal. I remember reading an article before a uh, long, long time ago, and it made me cry even then. Like, I hadn't seen the movie yet. I was already crying because I think that uh, in, in some article, the the director had said that this movie itself was a uh, love letter to his brother who kind of they had a similar Ian Barley situation where he had kind of grown up without having his father in his life uh, very um, I, I'm not sure if it was a, it was a similar similar as story as to where Ian never got to meet his yeah. dad he died, passed away before he was born so Dan um, your dad just has magic what do you think about that <laughs> exactly like they found out that Dan's dad is a magician no um, it's crazy but so I, I, I think what happened in one point was that one of the only times he had ever heard his father, much like Ian, was on a, a tape. Oh um, my god, that's yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's it and 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 the the him and his brother listened to the tape all the time and how he he didn't I, I, I so basically what he said, you know, he he created this story as just like a love letter, a thank you letter to his brother for being there for him when they didn't have the opportunity to have that father figure in their life. And that was something that I was just like, it, it showed so much. I, I loved, I, I was glad that I was able to read the article, I think before seeing the movie, because it's just, it's, it makes it 10 times like more it, emotional, it, but it, 10 it times toned your better. Perspective. Like you, like you exactly. understand everything deeper now. Exactly. I really feel like I got a good grasp on what the story was trying to be all while appreciating the Pixar-ness of it because that's yeah. just I mean you can't you can't get past that it's fantastic so speak, speaking of the emotion I gotta know Oof. like what were your cry moments because I'm pretty like Ooh, you said okay you okay you just cried I like, had one early into it maybe about 20 minutes in I think it was what, was it was it the, was it the oh, recording? I know, it I know that probably was it probably was where he was like oh no yeah I think that was definitely one of one of them was just the the part where, of course, like what we're talking about is Ian has this recording of his father on a tape and he's kind of just, the dad is talking to the tape, nonchalantly being like, I got it, you know, I got this. Hey, how are you doing? Well, I hope so. Blah, blah. And he's talking to someone else off off, off uh, voice, but uh, Ian is he, like, acting he, like he's, he's talking to Ian's mom and they're going back <laughs> and forth and, he, and Ian just starts getting to like, oh my life, da, da, da. It's like, okay, I got to go. Bye. And it just cuts and him it just, off. It cuts and him off. And just the way it hangs in the oh. air, it's, oh my God. It's so, Scott, it's, it's so sweet though, but it's so heartbreaking that this is kind of what Ian has to resort to, to even feel like he has a piece of his father. And I feel like I also kind of, there was this um, big emotion of kind of jealousy whenever you listen to Barley talking about all of the memories that he had with his dad, despite there only being so few, I kind of felt for Ian. I was like, well, at least you have those memories. And it kind of, I think that I, I get kind of selfish with, with my, I guess, characters that I relate to more, you could call like, you know, I guess me being, you know, Tom Holland stand number one, I loved Ian, you know, the most, he was my favorite character. And I, I felt almost like, this selfishness for Ian at the end. So, so at the end of the film, they, they do get to meet or they do do, or Barley gets to talk to his father eventually um, after finally fixing the spell and creating the rest of their, their dad for at least a couple more minutes before the sun sets and he has to go away forever. Um, And they're getting chased by this giant dragon. It's a big old mess. The dragon, and, the dragon's fucking awesome, though. <laughs> oh, the dragon's. Oh, well, we need to talk about the dragon. I love that thing. <laughs> but um, Ian makes the decision because Barley had told him that he didn't get to say goodbye to their dad because he was afraid to go into the hospital room because of just just the severity of everything, and he never got to say goodbye. Uh, and so Ian decides to sacrifice his time with his father to 
go and, you know, distract the dragon, kill the dragon. And while Barley has that moment with his father, and I could not help but feel just like, fuck that. Go say hi to your dad. <laughs> like, because I just, there's something in me that, like, I understand the sentiment of it, but I'm just like, dude, just go say hi to your dad. It'll take two seconds. Just go say hi. Like, okay, well, like this it is, hurts. Well, again, this it idea hurts. of just, like, it's so fundamental to who Ian is, and he doesn't need him. I know. And I, it, well, yeah, it's, but- it, 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 it would create more daddy issues. Like, do you want that? Would it? <laughs> yes. I, uh, maybe. Like, uh, it's, to me, it's the same idea of just, like, imagine you're, imagine, like, imagine you're, like, adopted or, like, or, like, a donor baby or something. Mm-hmm. And you walk by the street and your parents are like, oh, yeah, hey, look, that's your, that's, that's your actual parents. You're like, wait, 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 what? And you never see them again. <laughs> And then you and you you have that constant wondering, like, what is this? What is it like? Like, is, was it honest? And then that anxiety of just like, did I did I mm-hmm. did I say the wrong thing? And then I get first like good first impression on him because that's yeah. not what Ian needs. Barley needed it because the last time he saw his dad was when he was in the hospital with oh. cancer or, or elf cancer or whatever. Don't call it elf cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call it elf cancer. <laughs> Either way. Oh my um, lord, that's fucking hilarious. Okay. <laughs> I, I mem- do I understand what you mean. I understand. <laughs> and, and, and his last memory of his dad is like refusing that he died and right. leaving the hospital because like he his, he couldn't accept it. And if you think about it, Barley kind of lives in this fantasy world. And he he I think you could argue, listen, I just want to dive deeper into this. I'm an English major. It's what I do. But I think, you know, Harley use Barley, oh my goodness. Barley uses... About Iron Man again. <laughs> I'm thinking about Iron Man again. <laughs> Barley uses his Dungeons and Dragons-esque game that he plays and just the, you know, ideas of life that he has. It's a good thing, but it's also escapism, 500%. Yeah. Because... Well- He's brave. He's a big boy, but at the same time, he he kind of needs to live in this fantasy land, just because he doesn't want to accept that his life is the way it is at some point. He he refuses reality at the end of the day. Yes, exactly. I see that. (laughs) Which which is why it's so important to to. I I think at a certain point, he never like truly leaves. He never truly leaves that mindset. Mm-hmm. But just sort of acknowledges, like, it's not just about him, which is why he tries to make the sacrifice to Ian to talk to him and why he right. goes out of his way to get the Phoenix gem to talk to his dad. Because it's not just for him, it's for Ian as well. And it's mm-hmm. when he realizes, like, it's the story's more like, about more than him. When we realize, oh. we see at the end there, like, he knew that for a while, but we didn't see it in the narrative, at least. Yeah, and I think that you could also argue that Ian thought that this entire, I mean, in a sense, for a moment, he thought that this journey was for him as well he was he was thinking about all the things that he was going to do with his dad and he was making lists and checking them twice and really just like exactly (laughs) and solidifying um everything that he was going to do with his dad and it was very you know I'd, i'd i'd like i said i don't think that's selfish because obviously he'd never got to meet his dad but he in the end there though kind of realized like this isn't about me playing catch with my dad this isn't about you know me being able to talk to my dad about my life i just want to you know i i i it doesn't have to be about me this can be about barley getting to say goodbye well and I, it, I think to an extent like ian was basically like there's a hole in my life i want filled and he was looking for this specific somebody like no you have to right. be it it's like right. um it's weird to say, it, but in my head, it's, it's like in a relationship, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to settle for this person because they fill the right. void. And that's not what Ian needed. He needed, he already had the person there. So he said, like, I don't need an anybody, I need a somebody. And the somebody right. was Barley. Oh. He realized oh, so his person sweet. was already there and his, like, attempts to try and fill that void just kept hurting him. And that's what this would have done. So, like, going to Barley yeah. actually, like, made him feel right. Right. Oh, wow. Jeez, I mean, emotions notes. out the ass, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so good. Uh, yeah, In no, the less serious keep, notes, keep uh, the mom does CrossFit or something like that. And, Love you know, her. The mom, honestly, like, I think, again, lesser movie. Probably would have just <laughs> discarded her. And, like, here's random character. Like, 
she had so much of her own agency. And while it's a little done in my life, I love how her self-care and everything came into play in the final act. Yeah. Like, she was actually important to the story. I feel like a different movie, a different movie would have been just been like, oh, yeah, dumb parent, cool, I'm like, move oh, on. no, my them. sons are gone. What am I going to do? You know, like, but no, she's, she stepped her ass up. She's yeah. taking names, she's not, kicking She's not the fucking parent from Home Alone who would just, like, oh, Which is like, oh, fuck, we left our son. Yep, kind of staying shit. They were... Like nah, they she comes back and she fucking helps kill the dragon. She like half eats it at it, and that's fucking great. I am um, uh, I know I love her, and I love uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Sometimes yeah. I say Louis Julia, I get confused. I love her though. Seinfeld's great, but um, I was, I was actually I was actually talking to I was talking to Olivia about this earlier. I just I took notes on this and I and I said, <laughs> uh, what's what's her name? Laurel. I said Laurel yeah. yates the sword into into the dragon. Because one of those like she just throws in like Ian catch and he and she he uses Excelior and just yeah. <laughs> and it's, oh my gosh the action and is honestly it's, good which is crazy oh I know I loved uh, I loved the Manticore I think we should talk about the Manticore oh yeah it's Corey 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 <laughs> Corey the Manticore who kind of <laughs> ends up running so I guess you know the story of the Manticore is that it was this she was this big beast of a woman with like wings and a lion's body she, and a she, she was a warrior tail. who just conquered the lands exactly. and, and knew everything treasures yeah. and new people and now she's and now running she's running Chuck the chucky e. cheese, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> she's running a chucky e. cheese and yeah. it's god it's too funny i mean it's just and i i think a fun character that i they, think really they give this fucking <laughs> mythological beast like this titan of danger a midlife oh, crisis man. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. She's uh oh, I, I do love when, when they're at when they're at the the Manticore's tavern, I think it's called or whatever. Like yeah. they have the fake version there as well as like a costume. Yes. And, like her moment puppet. of reclaiming her agency is burning, burning him it. alive and ripping his head off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Honestly, this is a movie I can see scarring a kid. Like oh, yeah. fifteen years, it's like what gave you nightmares as a kid, little Blaze? <laughs> little Timmy? No, no, we're, we're in twenty twenty. We're, we're gonna name our kids oh. cool names, original names like Blaze <laughs> or Kyle, but it's with Kyle, the Kai but sign it's with an and. X and... <laughs> well, because it, I mean, because that's what Elon's baby is named. It's named. Oh Kyle. yeah, is it really Even they call it Kyle? Well, because no, like the weird name it has is pronounced phonetically Kyle, Kyle which I is weird. I hate that. So I'll, much. I'll pull it up later and I'll look at it again. But yeah, so like, oh, Jesus. like anyways, <laughs> anyways, future future little Kai dollar sign ha whatever. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what traumatized you as a kid? It's like, oh yeah, onward, where Jesus, yeah, when she fucking burns the man She ripped a dude's head off before I realized that Chuck E. <laughs> Cheese was just animatronic to people in costumes. Oh no! <laughs> it, it'd be like taking a kid to Disneyland and watching one one of the one of the um. One one of the one of the costume people. Oh, one of the like, cost. Yeah, the characters get their head ripped like off, melting or burn something. to the ground. God, like, that's that funny be, though. That would fuck a child up permanently. Right, Jesus. I love that though. In the end, they were able to kind of like best Mildred of both it. worlds. It, yeah, you know. I want Corey to have a fruitful life and do what she wants to do. She doesn't have to be bogged down by so a, like a, a regular tavern. It's, it's just like, a tavern. The- and well, she just, like, gum. cuts a cake in half with her Curse Crusher, which is the name of the sword. <laughs> the like, I also wrote down. Oh, which my also, God. That was a great scene. So, fun That fact. was a fantastic scene. Uh, oh, that's so fun. The did they, did they say what kind of fucking creature she was? Nope. Uh, she's a Greklin. That's the name. A Grek? Um, oh, the, the, pawn, the pawn shop? Yeah. Played yeah. by the same woman who plays Jack's mother in Into the Woods, Tracy Ullman, who also had a TV show back in the Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. That is hilarious. Weird I didn't shit, notice I, that. Again, weird shit. No, just yeah, you're, you're catching it all. That's like, fantastic. I love that where it's just like, she's like, no, I'm one of the most terrifying creatures in this <laughs> universe. Fuck you. And just paralyzes. It's like, paralyzes like, instantly. Fuck you. Yeah. Car. Let's go. I have little notes here. Actually, I, I, I do have a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want, I want to know how attached were you to Guinevere? Oh, you know, I. I was attached to Guinevere, Guinevere, why did I say it like that? I was attached to Guinevere in the sense that it was something that made Barley very happy. Uh, and I kind of, I, I relate to both Ian and Barley in similar ways, but I relate to Barley in the sense that he is this, you know, probably 
18, 19, nearing his like Probably early Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. No, I yeah, like he's uh, he's a nerd. He I play Dungeons and Dragons. He plays something like that. You know, we we're similar in that sense, but also in the sense that I think like people he's 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 an older person still living with his mother, and he he has this one thing. He has his car, and he's so attached to it, and he sacrifices that car, his one love, for his brother. Yeah, no. Go ahead. Also, so yeah, so the, so the game's called Quest of Your. Quest of Your. Yeah, there there you go. Oh, I, I love that. That's okay. Funny. So for anyone who, who doesn't know, uh, last year you can go find on other podcast channels hosted by PTB. I hosted trivia, movie trivia. I currently play movie trivia. I have a note talking this movie, and I need serious like medical help. No, it's fantastic. You're preparing for what you need to prepare for. This you're is not good... wrong, but no, at the same time, I did have to specifically figure out if it was if it was. Um, paid for and in the movie in full yes it was because the ringtone for main man yep, is in yep. fact let's get it on yep. officially wow, which wow, I hate. Wow, you don't like that uh see i i i'm more so upset the fact that in a kid's movie they're explicitly implying like oh yeah they fuck they elf fuck. mommy and elf mom centaur. centaur dad centaur cop he's they okay fuck. <laughs> at the end of the movie he's like i'm gonna ride Pulls his hat off. Hat off. Fabio he hair in the wind. Hair. He spanks oh, his own ass and just runs. He spanks his own ass. Uh, arguably the most sexual Pixar movie to date, uh, if I'm hey, correct no, here. Oh, no. no. Uh-uh. It, Am I wrong? In, in The Incredibles. Literally, when, when they're on the rooftop. Oh, no. like, uh, I'm late for something. And she's like, don't worry. I can be very flexible. Gross. Oh man, that reminds me that the mother, or, sorry, um, Elastigirl, Elastawoman, is that? Elastigirl. Elastigirl, uh, who I don't know the exact actress's name, but she was in a, Helen Hunt, the, I think? oh, Helen, and Holly I Hunter. Believe, maybe. Yeah. All I know is that she was in the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. I watched it uh, for Robert Downey Jr. It's called Home for the Holidays. It is the only oh, Thanksgiving, so it's the only Thanksgiving movie, I think, to exist. Uh, if I if I if I'm correct here, if you can think of you're, any other, you're wrong. Oh no, <laughs> Plane, you're getting me with these today. Planes, trains, and automobiles is oh. a very big Thanksgiving movie. Oh okay, yeah, no, I haven't, I've yet to see Holly it. Hunter, it's definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah, Holly Hunter. All, all I know is that Holly Hunter was in Home for the Holidays, where Robert Downey Jr. was actively on heroin, as he so said in his um, in his interview with David Letterman that just recently came out, and Holly Hunter came up to him and was kind of like, you need to get your shit together. Uh, and he's kind of like, no, he's like, I'll be fine. And then he does go to prison and she sends him a note in prison that says, told you so, get your shit together. So I think we can thank, um, I think we can thank her uh, for the the re the rebirth, I guess, of the RDJ name. Uh, back on topic though, uh, you know, you can connect RDJ to Tom. Yeah. I, I will say that that, that reminds me of um I'm gonna I have to show you a movie later which is oh interesting. please do oh, yeah. so did, did you see, did you see the TikTok of someone's like okay I'm gonna connect these two actors to an MCU movie and it's oh, like ooh. and it, it's literally just like everyone who's in an MCU movie to each other but in different movies they're together so I like love that. Robert 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 Downey Jr. Mr. Tomei uh-huh. Edward Norton only you they were in only you have you Edward seen Norton only you Edward Norton and Tim Roth were in other stuff I have not. Uh, oh my god! I freaked out I when I heard about this you. because so so Marissa Tomei is Aunt May in the new Spider Man. Obviously, Robert Downey yeah. Jr. is who he is. But they were in a movie called Only You that takes place in Italy back in the eighties. And Marissa Tomei's character is like a she's this like big believer in like fate and everything. And she goes to a like a fortune teller at a fair Where when she you? is a child, and she gets told that she's going to marry a man named Peter something or other, like something. She went to a psychic who made up a name. And she gets a call from the person with that name and finds out that he is like something's going to happen. She just finds out all this stuff about this guy. She flies out to Italy to meet him. She finds Robert Downey Jr. and they fall in love. Well, that's not really what happens, but you got to watch the movie to figure it out. This one is not bad. This is a good Robert Downey Jr. movie. But Marissa Tomei is in it. So like you can say that Tony Stark and Aunt May had a thing. I prefer the other movie where Marissa Tomei is with the Silver Fox and that's Crazy Stupid Love, which I'm sure is better. Oh, I mean, yeah, you can definitely, Actually, I, so, I, I, I will argue, yeah. Fun fact, my most yes. liked tweet ever is uh-huh. in a picture where someone was like thirsting over Steve Carell with like fully gray hair. It's just a reaction that. gif of Ryan Gosling in Crazy Stupid Love, which is like the up, down, like, oh, hello. 
Well, the, oh, that's Literally, so like, funny. 20,000 likes, and I'll just post a fucking gif. And that's the most I've ever done, and nothing has come close to it. I feel like such a letdown. Like, that is my, that like, is that's my thing. contribution? That's disgusting. <laughs> that is. Yeah, mine's a tweet about John Mulaney that got, like, 60 likes. But I'll take it. Honestly, that's fine with me. Hey, oh, my God. Like, mini viral is still good. Because, like, it's... Mini viral is so fun. Now I'll go, go to my Twitter and see my other funny tweets, which are actually funny enough. Which are actually funny and No one likes them. God, I feel the same way. My goodness. Um, let's see. Onward, onward, onward. What else can we talk about? Oh, Guinevere. Yeah. Um, but going, right, so, going so back to Guinevere, were you I, I, asked, I asked about the mini details because again, I, yeah. I wrote in here because the uh, the 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 tape you put in when she dies, when she blows oh. up, whatever, is Rise yeah. to Valhalla. Rise, rise. Oh, yeah. Rise to Valhalla. Right. Uh-huh. And I'm just wondering, like, how you're seeing because again, like, I feel like you're more emotionally attached to movies than I do. I I oh, don't. I, I have did, a harder yes. time crying. I and that. I always want to know, like, your <laughs> mindset. Just like, here's like this inanimate object between like a big moment, and then the tire pops and starts galloping, which I thought was yes, yes, dumb. But so like this. Uh, I thought no, I thought it was. I mean, it's just I I get attached. I think one, I get attached to inanimate objects. So yeah. like, obviously, I was like, oh no, not Guinevere. Two, I get attached to the people who are attached to said objects. So I was like, oh god, no, Barley, that's your baby. Yeah. Three, I get attached to like the reasoning and the sentiment behind an action. So obviously Barley did that to, you know, make time for him and his brother to meet well, I, their dad. I, and it I feel goes, like to, I, I feel like to an extent, like it's the movie creating states stakes. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. to like use an MCU comparison. It's like it's like when Rhodey's back breaks in Civil War. Oh. Or oh. when Tony takes uh uh oh. Why am I forgetting his name? Peter's like his actual suit in Homecoming. Takes the suit away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's the moment where just like, oh wait, no, this shit that we're doing like for fun is like it'd be fine or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, there mm-hmm. are consequences. Bad shit can happen. And this is Barley's full committal to like, no, we are no, going to I'm find not going to let this happen. Yeah, this is going to be the time. Oh God, I mean, and it's just again, I think that it's good to emphasize how this i think that i i don't know if it was it's it's weird because i think that i focus too much just on the father son aspect of this movie and i think that's it may be kind of like a little silly trick that pixar did in the beginning there was kind of to make you think that this was going to be a father son feel good bonding movie when in reality it is a sibling bonding happiness sort of situation uh yeah. and i think that that it it does it in the best ways, you know. It it takes two brothers who are kind of flawed in their own special little way, but you know, kind of gives them. I, if you if you think about it, these two brothers couldn't be more different. One of them's loud, outgoing. He's making statements all over the place. He's you know he has friends that he plays RPGs with. And then the other is nervous. He's like the mom said, he's afraid of everything. You know, one of them loves to drive. The other can't drive for shit. It's just all these differences, but yet they are still so close and even closer at the end, which is just amazing. And also random issue I wanted to talk about because apparently, Mm -hmm. because his dad's college friend is played by Fez from that 70s show. And Wilder Valderrama. Oh my God. Oh. Uh, just the idea of just like sitting back in the daddy issue of just like he's wearing this sweatshirt and he's like, and he's just like comparing like oh my god your dad, your dad was such was a great awesome. man oh. and like this like subtle like this, this subconscious pressure on him to like to be better which is why he has the checklist of just like I'm gonna make my dad proud and he can't do it <laughs> mm-hmm. can't do it I mean he 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 can and he can't I think that you know in his own way I think the dad though we don't get too much of a a good idea of his personnel I and mean, we get we get that little scene where it's like oh your dad was crazy your dad was a goofball he wore purple socks and he was and always the way he so dances bold. At, and, and he dances like a little end. silly goober exactly it's you 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 can feel like kind of pick out that the dad is all of the good parts of barley and ian in a way i mean it's it's it's, it's easier to think that you know, Barley and, and the father are a lot more similar. The dad's more outgoing and he's, you know, he is kind of a goober and he, you know, is a, you know, big outspoken guy. But then you kind of, you, you get little snippets of him kind of being 
I don't know, just like a goofball and like kind of a little nerdy guy like like Ian is. And it's just you you're able to see that despite, you know, the short amount of time that both of them got with their father, they have they have him he is he is with them just through the way that they are as people and of of course you know they are very much their mom as well i think this movie just does a really good i think what i'm trying to say is that this movie just does a really good job with the family dynamic and the you know uh creating a family that it's a little broken yet it's still strong and it's still together and it's still surviving and then you throw in a centaur in there and everything's good <laughs> what what were your first opinions on centaur boyfriend dad guy it was growing up with a stereotypical dad mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like <laughs> oh no it was it's the fucking uh, uh, are you working hard or hardly are working, working hard or hardly immediately working? hated yeah. him hated yeah. him <laughs> no i th- i mean i i come from a family that is you know, my, my parents separated, you know, fairly recently. It's not, you know, a new wound that's opened, but it was also kind of like my parents both have significant others now. And it's, you know, kind of similar to how, uh, uh, it, it is in, I guess the Lightfoot household, I guess you have, you know, people that, especially in the beginning, you are kind of like hesitant and you're kind of like, I don't know about you. You're not my dad. You're not my, you know, you're not, you're this is weird you kiss my mom you know it's kind of strange but then you know much like me and my brothers did we kind of you know we love both of our parents you know significant others and we're happy that our parents are happy and I think that was something that was cool that they kind of were able to show um through this like at the end you know the Ian gets you know better acquainted with Colt and they have like you know he just kind of goes along with it he's like I'm hardly working blah, blah, blah. whatever yeah. you're a centaur <laughs> you're my centaur stepdad and, and and I think that it's sweet you know it's kind of nice to have that representation of like families don't have it's kind of what was oh what's that quote from it's like families don't have to be a mother and a father families can be an elf woman and a centaur and her freaking blue elf children you know I think yeah, that it's that's just the exact this, quote that everyone says. Oh, everyone's. Have you not heard that before? My parents say that to me all the time. It makes me feel great. God, that's funny. And I, I but right. So I, you know, I think that it, this movie showed itself in the beginning as this come see a father son reconnect movie. And it became a family is important no matter how it is formed, how it is shown it's just uh, love and respect your family with what you have because that's what's most important and I think that that's I think that maybe that's I mean that's a long log line but I think it works (laughs) that's kind of the movie okay so I have have one final question before we wrap up yes okay okay I'm ready (laughs) there has been some speculation about Onward 2 sequel oh I I don't know Curious, either your thoughts or if you have like an idea for the direction what? it could go. Cause I feel like this is such a singular movie. Like I love the universe. It's I would love to see like movie. a actually, so this is a weird thing. Oh, I would love to see like uh the Cusco's uh new groove, which I think oh. was the name of the TV show or whatever. Something like that. Uh, no, Cusco like, Cusco Academy. Thank you, that's what it was. The like, Cusco's new see... school? Something whatever, like that. Whatever. Either way. Whatever. Yeah. I think I an onward TV show would honestly be really <gasps> that good. That would be so like, something fun. for Disney Plus to like that market the kids and just be like, hey. Here's this awesome magic, a very dense universe, a lot to build on, and two great characters. Granted, probably need to recast yeah. because Tom Holland and Chris Pratt are very expensive, but like you just bring, you cannot bring Tom and Chris Pratt back. No, you. Can't. Yeah. I don't think you could. But well, it's just that I like. I think well, there's be- so much there. Another movie, I don't know where it would go because I feel like this one is no. so attached. You you if you do another movie, it's like Toy Story Four, and I don't want another Toy yeah, Story Four. I don't want another Toy Story. I think that you are very much on the right track with that because when you think about it, with the world that they have created, just like you said, it's more fit for one-off episodes of Oh no, Ian messed up the magic. What are we like, gonna do to fix it? You know, it's, it's a monster it's better of the week for that show, and that's all yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think because like looking looking at it, I think that if they wanted to do a show and then maybe do a sequel kind of like Phineas and Ferb did, they just put out a movie recently on Disney plus. So good. 
Oh, is it really? I need to see it. Oh, I really do. No, like legit. I watched it with is my friend and he cried and it was great. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, sweet. No, I'm excited now. But right. But so you have this, you have Onward the first, <laughs> the first, uh, and then you, you make a show and you create, you create new concepts within the show and maybe the sequel can be something that is all brand new. It doesn't have to, you, it can still have that family fun, heartfelt well, stuff, but it can also be something in, in its own. Here's, here's what you do. Okay. Disney, yes. I know you're watching us. So here's, here's my pitch to you. Disney, listen up. Hey, Kevin, listen up. Kev, uh, Kevin Feige is not third. No, no, he, he's Marvel. He's Marvel. Oh, geez. I don't know. I think it's Bob. Bob Eisenberg. I think Bob's right. Bob's right. You, you can look. I, well, well, so here, here's my yeah, pitch. I know, yeah. You guys, you guys remember how Aladdin went, right? Aladdin was great. And here's your Aladdin TV show. That one also went great. The current stage of Disney, you guys are not doing small sequels anymore. And I don't get that. They're great. Like, it led to some honestly really defining media for my generation. So, Disney, here's what you do. Stitch show. The Little Stitch TV show is fucking incredible. And that's that was great. Thank you for adding my points. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, Disney, here's fantastic. my pitch. Bring back your directed DVD sequels, but for streaming. You you can you can you can hand your you can hand the animation down to like lower studios not have it put much money into it that's fine. Yeah. What we do for onward is you treat it like Aladdin use this as your backdoor attempt as more streaming movies as C and TV series as sequels to your movies. You and onward two. Yes, I love it. That. Does not it does not have to deal with the family dynamic. Yeah, it can it, it, it can have parts of it. But it, it doesn't can, have to be the whole thing. It can be about magic. Just make it a it magic show. Because, like, Onward on its own can stand on its own as this great harrowing tale about fatherhood and, and like, differently made families. Brother, That's good. Yeah. Your, your unofficial Onward 2. Call it, like, <laughs> Upward or something. Upward. And it's, and it's oh, you, don't know, you, you know what it is? It's huh. about them finding a relic from their dad's past and Barley accidentally breaking it. And it's about Ian and Barley trying to rebuild their relationship after, like, you've broken Ooh, what connected us. Big fight. Us. Big yeah. fight. I want them grown up, though. Like, maybe I want to see, like, a college okay, situation. Like, we can we can age okay, them up no, no. a little bit. This, this is a full cool. pitch now. I'm sorry, but here we go. So, <laughs> so, so let's, like, we already, we already saw the sweatshirt, and that's one thing. Like, yeah. oh, fuck. Okay, so what, <gasps> what happened? If he burns, what if it's no. a sweatshirt? No, 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 no. It's beyond that. So, no, like, oh, so, God. Ian, so Ian, Ian is in the garage. Listening to the day of his dad, like, oh my god, I miss oh, this so much. No. What Barley does is he parks. He's he's in the garage in the car. He accidentally leaves the, leaves the keys in, and it explodes. New Burns car. Burns the tape. <gasps> and Ian is pissed. Stop. Ian is like, you have destroyed you, my why only memory of my hurt father. Ian so bad. <laughs> and Barley says, oh no, Ian, I'll prove to you I'm sorry. And he goes to try to learn a dark magic. Where it's oh, not no. driven by how you are, you need to change who you are to do it. And in this, it's like it's this gonna conflict. corrupt Barley. Yes, exactly. Oh no! So then, wait, Bob here. Iger, are you listening? Here. Bob Iger, that's what it was. Thank you. <laughs> then he, but kind of conflict, blah, blah, blah. and in the end, he still has a dark magic, but he can control it. He is a good dark wizard, or whatever. And so then the TV show the is them. He wants. The TV show is the crime-fighting adventure of the two of them together, and the end of the movie, the Aladdin King of Thieves, the end of the TV show and the third movie at the same time, is them using their powers to fight an evil wizard who taught Barley how to use his powers. Fuck you, Bob Iger, give me money. Fuck you, Bob Iger, give me money. <laughs> I want to name the episode me. that. I think we should name the episode that. <laughs> Fuck you, Bob Iger, give us Oh, I, that is fantastic. At the end of the day, I really want to start a show called Fuck You, Pay Me. And it's just about pitches, and I have to copyright That's everything genius. I have on the show. Oh, you the show. have to do that. If anything is similar to what I said, I'm going to say you listen to me. I'm going to ask for I'm going to sue you. Make, give and me if money. It, and if, like, those production companies don't, like hire you on the spot i don't know what because that was amazing that just killed that was i, I wish i could say that, that was I lion that king one and a half lion king one and a half is that's my like, favorite lion king that's my favorite lion king point blank Olivia, i, I want to tell this for after the show but i want next year i want to do <laughs> disney plus sequels and just go on a tirade about because they're great down i am very down oh my but god next yes. week we do yes. have planned. I want oh, wait, you wait, to wait, 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 wait. Let's do we wait, wait, wait. Let's let's get oh, yeah, into yeah, so, yeah. our ratings real quick so, about about this movie. So you you went down though from oh, your original. Okay, so huh. I went down, but okay. I have to I have to see what the hell it is because legitimately. So here, <laughs> here's here's a weird thing. I, need to. I didn't know that the song at the end is an original song. 
They always do that. That's just a Disney, like, but like you know. Did, did you actually, did you like sit down and listen to the song of the credits? No, I was crying too hard, and then I made a TikTok, <laughs> and then I made a TikTok about it, and so I, I didn't listen. <laughs> so, I watch. I just didn't listen the first time. Who sang it? You know, so good. Like holy shit! Like so far, it's my winner for best original song of the year. Granted, okay. I haven't heard much else, but it's so I haven't heard much good. Else. Like I don't listen so, to music. I watch movies. On Letterboxd, it was it's what bumped up the movie on the rewatch from a four to staying at a four and a half. Currently, this movie is at like an eighty-seven. Oh, it's okay. barely okay. on the line, barely. Yeah, it's that song is really fucking incredible. Really yeah, I yeah I think I'm gonna be around the eighties as well. Uh, it definitely was much higher than my like i said in the beginning very uh, higher than my expectations i think i'm gonna give it an 88 mm. because i i i it's not in the 90s for me uh it may be something that i'll rewatch later if i'm feeling it and it's funny but, because you never know when i'm gonna feel it like today after the election results for some reason i really wanted to watch do little to celebrate i didn't because i have self-respect but at the same time <laughs> like you know i uh, that was I, like I get weird movie urges at random times. I get I get movie urges to watch different like five different movies a day. So maybe it'll come up and I'll rewatch it. I mean, um, all I'll say is I was feeling down a couple days ago or this morning. I forget which one. And I rewatched The Kids Are All Right, which is about ooh. a lesbian family and the kids getting connected with with their donor father, and the donor father is fucking one of the moms. And, and I was like, you know what? This makes me feel safe. Is it? I'm like, universe? yeah. It, oh. It's Ruffalo fucking Julianne Moore who's married to Annette Bening oh and the kids God. are oh. Alice in Wonderland from the remake and Josh Hutcherson. Holy shit. Not gonna lie. I, like, I, if I, if we're talking, like, it's not my top 100, but it's maybe my top 150, top 200. I really like the movie. That but is. It's, it's, I, I, get, I get you. Weird movies yeah. connect at weird times. And you know what? Just, the other night, just like, you know what? Yes, this. This makes me feel great. And I don't know why. Maybe I'm a sociopath who just has a functional family. But speaking of things that are great and sometimes feel great, but we don't know why, uh, that is definitely what this, uh, what we are covering for next week. That is definitely something that it did for me because it is a heavy, it is a heavy show. Yeah, we're yeah. We're, talk we're talking about the show. Which just yes. features Zendaya crying a lot. For the majority of it. But it's fantastic. We will be watching Euphoria. We'll, we'll be re-watching it. Uh, just because we think that this show is so iconic for its time. I think that it it's I mean, something that... so it, Like my brother, who I have nothing in common with, I heard him watching it, like the finale, like five times oh, in his room. And I was like, perfect. But, uh, I mean, just like, even arguably, like it's... It's not defining because it's, it's so recent, but it's, I think, a key mark in our generation, in our communities. Oh, like, yeah. It, it goes beyond the Zendaya stand culture that I'm sure you're a part of. Oh, very like, much so. You know it. Half those pictures up there are Zendaya, too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Especially being, like, I'm now heavily involved in the queer community, and it's yeah. so important with how progressive it is. It's and also, one of its leads is trans and openly embraced that also I do slightly thirst over Hunter Schaefer. We'll oh, get into that Schaefer later. is the most attractive human being I've ever seen in my life. Thank you. Thank Ooh. you. I love her so much. But yeah. I can, I cannot wait to talk about it on next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. I know. I want to talk about it now. Um, I mean, there's 12 episodes. Y'all have a week. So, like, oh, a yeah. little over one a day, and you're good. You want to get them, you get them down? Come join us. Yeah, for sure. I'll be watching the ones that I don't remember very well first. Maybe I'll watch the whole thing, see what happens. There's However, no promises. I will try to rewatch it in full because no, I don't I remember a lot of it, and I'm so excited. I remember a few. I've watched it a couple times. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, join us next week uh, if you would like to hear about Euphoria, if you would like to watch it and join us. That's a fun little guide. Um, but this has been Real Talk. Go watch Onward if you have yet to see it. Viewers, <laughs> yes, stay yes. inside, stay safe, wash your hands, wash your face. Good morning. And if I don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See you on the flip side.